0: Welcome to 12 Minutes of Mental Health by Dr. Jeremy Crosby Exploring mental health symptoms, how they work, and what to do about them. While one out of every four people is dealing with a diagnosable mental health condition, everyone experiences stress and could benefit from understanding and building healthy coping skills. In this world, the issues of mental health affect everyone. The skills you need are learnable, stress is manageable, and life can be good.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Jeremy Crosby. I'm a psychologist. Welcome back. This is 12 Minutes of Mental Health. This week on the podcast, we are talking about the topic of depression, and it's a very difficult and sad and challenging topic, but it's also very important as many people struggle with depression. So let's jump in. When you experience depression, your thinking takes on a particular pattern. And this pattern of thinking is marked by viewing yourself in a very negative way. People often privately in their own mind talk about to themselves, I'm bad. I'm terrible. I'm an unlovable person. I'm just Awful. There's nothing good about me. And then when the person looks out in the world, they view their situation and circumstances as being awful or completely beyond control. If the person thinks of the future, pretty much they just see doom and gloom. They do not see any hope or often much reason for living life. So with depression, there's a particular way of thinking and seeing things. Let's talk a little bit about some of the theory. This theory goes back several decades. Certain beliefs related to depression. And this is called the negative triad, feeling hopeless, helpless, and unlovable. When a person feels hopeless, they feel that the future will not get any better. Their circumstances will not improve. When they think of specific situations, they tend to expect a bad outcome. People often tell themselves, you know, look around, there's just nothing good to look forward to. The world is awful. I don't feel anything good about it whatsoever. So feeling hopeless, feeling helpless. This is rooted in the belief that there's nothing that you can do to change yourself or to improve your situation. So people tell themselves things like, I'm ineffective. I'm just inadequate. I'm not able It's beyond my control. I have no power, complete helplessness. Often with this aspect of the thinking, people experience a large amount of self-doubt and the self-doubt becomes paralyzing to the point that the person truly feels and believes that there is nothing they can do. So here's some words that often describe this. People talk about feeling inadequate, powerless. Trapped, inferior, ineffective, incompetent, weak, vulnerable, feeling like a failure, feeling defective as a person, feeling like they don't measure up or they're not good enough. Some people say, well, I'm just a loser. I'm needy. These types of descriptions. And if you're hearing those types of words or ideas, much less directing them at yourself, that's not very encouraging. The third aspect of a person's beliefs, feeling unlovable or feeling literally worthless as a person. In this case, the person, when they look within themselves, they feel that they do not have any value as a person. In looking around, people feel that way toward themselves when they're depressed, and then they assume that other people also feel that way toward them. In this case, people, again, tell themselves things inside their mind silently. Things such as, well, I'm just no good. I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I'm just damaged goods. I'm not worth the effort. Why even try? So we notice that with depression, a person's thinking takes on these particular qualities. There are two additional thought patterns that are common when a person is depressed These two are a little bit more global. The first is overall negative thinking. The second is having a pessimistic outlook. So when a person's depressed, everything looks negative. So you look out in the world and it's almost as if there is this big lens that you're looking through. Everything that you see and perceive is filtered through this negative depressive lens everything looks negative. It looks depressive. So then even if something positive does happen in your day, what do you do with that? You see it and observe it. And then the thinking goes in this negative direction and you take an objectively good and positive thing and you turn it into a negative in your own mind. Okay. What if you're going through your day and there is something that is objectively negative? Well, you notice that, And of course, you recognize that it's negative quite quickly, and then you magnify just how bad or how negative that is, again, in your own mind. So with this type of thinking, what happens to a person's ability to actually enjoy anything? Well, that ability is reduced or possibly eliminated. The other thought pattern that's more global in nature is having a pessimistic outlook. With pessimism, we look at situations or events and then we just diminish them. In our mind, we take away or reduce any possible positive aspect or goodness of the situation. So again, you're going through your day and you look ahead a little bit in time and then you expect or anticipate what negative or bad outcomes in almost every situation. Now imagine if a person engages this type of thinking for long enough, how does the person wind up? Well, we have some descriptors for that. A person becomes cheerless, gloomy, joyless, unhappy, critical, blaming, derogatory, judgmental, and winds up feeling very dejected and discouraged. Overall, again, not a real happy subject but one that we need to take a look at because many people struggle with depression. Now, before we get into the psychological aspects for what we do about this, a little bit of context. Depression is not just a purely psychological or biological or even spiritual problem. It involves all of these aspects, and usually to successfully treat depression, We need to address each of these aspects that are often contributing and or perpetuating the depression. So what do we do psychologically? In approaching this in therapy, often we take a look specifically at these factors that we mentioned a little bit ago, feeling hopeless, helpless, unlovable, and also the negative and pessimistic ways of viewing both yourself and the world. One of our jobs in therapy is to challenge some of these ideas and perspectives and then replace them with ideas and thinking patterns that are more accurate and more productive. So let's challenge the hopeless thinking. What might happen if you challenge that thought? Is it actually the case in a completely objective sense that you are totally, completely, utterly hopeless? Well, the answer is no. You're not hopeless. One idea I share with my clients if you're alive and you're still here, there's still some hope, at least potentially some hope. Now, how bad can this get? I've had clients share with me that they reached the point where they were holding on to the slightest shred, hoping that there just might be the slightest little bit of hope remaining. And even being knocked down that far, they were still holding on to hope and they were able to make it and heal and recover. So the answer is no, you're not hopeless. You're still here. There is some hope. Now, if you're depressed, you don't believe that. We know that because that's the nature of depression. That's okay. Take at least a little bit of a chance. What do you have to lose? What about being helpless? Are you truly helpless? Most people in most situations if they're really honest about it, there is at least some little thing they can do. One technique I use with clients is what I call borrowing from your own experience. Are there times in the past when you, in fact, were effective at something? Are you willing to step out and try at least the smallest little thing in order to start turning things around? What about feeling unlovable or feeling literally worthless as a person? A lot of this is countered with our own internal, what we call self-talk, talking to yourself silently inside your own mind, which of course is completely normal. Here's what we say. I am a valuable person. I often assign this as a homework assignment. Go home, go in the bathroom, close and lock the door. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look yourself in the eye and say, I am a valuable person. When you're depressed, most people initially have a gut reaction. Oh, that's not true. That's false. I'm just lying to myself. And what we encourage, keep doing it. Keep practicing this and saying this. Some other behaviors that are often helpful with depression. First of all, get some sunlight. Open the blinds get some natural sunlight. It actually causes a chemical reaction in the nerve pathways in your brain that help counteract depression. The second major thing, doctors or therapists will encourage people, get some exercise. I tend to stay away from the word exercise because many people have negative connotations or mental associations to that word in their mind. Instead, do a little something that is physically active. And again, it doesn't have to be a lot. You don't have to spend an hour in the gym, things like that. Just some physical activity. This actually helps start changing your body chemistry in the proper direction to help with depression. One more thing to think about with depression, and we'll be coming back to this topic. It's a rather large topic. Express anger and get the anger out. There's an old theory that depression is often caused by anger that has not been expressed and then it wound up being turned inward on oneself and then it grows and festers into depression. So when you express the anger, the rules are you do not hurt yourself, you do not hurt other people, and you do not destroy valuable property. Okay, There are many ways to do this that are very controlled and safe and effective. Overall, if you're dealing with depression, depression does tend to respond pretty well when it comes to treatment. The odds are in your favor if you're willing to do something about it. Additionally, we talked early on in the first episode about having empathy. Now, if you've not struggled with depression, some of this might be difficult to understand or wrap your mind around. By the numbers, you know people who have depression. So at least have this issue on your radar and offer a little bit of empathy and some support, a little bit of consideration. It's a very debilitating condition when it's severe, but yet it does tend to respond favorably to treatment. So again, we'll be coming back to this topic. There's a lot more to understand about it, but at least today, there are some things that you can do. Start changing your thinking Get up and do at least the smallest little thing. Get some activity going and talk with someone, preferably a good therapist, even if you don't have a therapist. If you can at least share with a friend who is willing to listen and has some empathy and is supportive, often that helps a person to not feel all alone. So we'll be coming back to depression. I'm Dr. Jeremy Crosby. This is 12 Minutes of Mental Health. I'll see you next time.
0: This has been 12 Minutes of Mental Health by Dr. Jeremy Crosby. It is our hope that you are learning the skills that you need in order to heal and effectively cope with the situations in your life. We wish for you the highest good and the absolute best outcomes in all things. 12 Minutes of Mental Health is brought to you by Psyche & Soul, produced by Madonna Studios. Coming to you from the middle of nowhere, music by Kevin MacLeod.